0: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Penal Bar. Today we have Sebastian Bourget, the co-founder of The Sandbox, a decentralized gaming virtual world with NFTs. This virtual metaverse lets users create and monetize gaming experiences easily. Sebastian is also the president of the Blockchain Game Alliance, which is an organization committed to promoting blockchain within the gaming industry. In today's episode, we cover an introduction to the sandbox virtual world the significance of the SAN token, how to monetize and add value to your lands, the case for blockchain gaming, jobs created through the metaverse, how companies can use virtual worlds to grow their business, public figures investing in virtual worlds, and NFT mass-adaption. In his own words, the revolution has started. Let's create jobs and change the way people live, create, play, govern, and earn in the virtual world. 2021 will be the year of the metaverse and will bring the sandbox to life. So just before we begin, I'll give you a basic overview on Sandbox. So Sandbox is a gaming metaverse built on the Ethereum blockchain where gamers can create and play games created by others. If you're not into gaming, you can still make income through investing in virtual land and using the Sandbox marketplace which went live recently. The core idea of the virtual world being on blockchain is the possibility of individual ownership of land and assets. The SAND token is used to purchase land. On this land, a game from Voxels can be built by using the game maker and SAND tokens that can be bought in exchange of fiat currency. If you get the chance to browse through the virtual world of Sandbox, you will see significant owners such as Binance, Socios.com which is powered by Chili's Fan Tokens, Gemini Exchange owned by Winklevoss Twins, Atari and CoinMarketCap which I'm just about to use. With regards to its tokenomics, the Sand token is currently ranked at 145th position with a market cap of 350 million. It has a fully diluted market cap of 1.5 billion with 23% already in circulating supply and a 3 billion max supply. Most tokens allocated in the seed sale and to the founders are fully locked till end of 2022 to 2024. All in all, there are so many tailwinds for virtual worlds. The global gaming market is expected to reach 170 billion by 2025 with a compounded annual growth rate of 8%, which is not even considering the acceleration caused by the pandemic. It is always good to invest in an asset that encourages and rewards creativity. Think Spotify, YouTube, Fiverr, and even Shopify. Virtual Worlds, in my opinion, will be the co-foundation to build the next level of the creator economy. Here's my conversation with Sebastian It's
1: Not just something that's going to fade away, but something that just starts and builds upon to new levels um, by, by leveraging the fact that we're just scratching the surface of what the utility of those NFTs what are the use cases behind for those NFTs and how uh, the brands uh, that engage with them offer value for them.
0: So welcome to the show, Sebastian. How are you doing?
1: All great. Thanks, Ashan.
0: Let's get started with yourself first. How did you first get into the crypto space and how did you uh, start the sandbox game ecosystem?
1: well a long story short i've been always an entrepreneur passioned by uh, new technologies so with my business partner it's been 14 years we've uh, been working together as co-founders first started into a peer-to-peer technology company being one of the pioneers to adopt BitTorrent technology then a new company that's been uh, after selling this one we have been involved into uh, online media storage, streaming files in the cloud. Then again, we were one of the pioneers into mobile gaming, free-to-play games that use IPs and allows turning players into creators. So once we learned more about um, blockchain, Bitcoin toward 2017, and then we saw crypto kitties and crypto banks, we immediately saw the potential of applying this technology with uh, our existing franchise, Sandbox, and that's... That's how we really dive into, well, becoming again, a pioneer in the space of NFTs, turning anyone into an NFT creator with the tool of the Sandbox platform and enabling them to make their NFTs, sell them on the marketplace, trade them with other users, monetize their time, monetize their creation, use them. So that's something also really important in the space of NFTs is like there's a true utility attached with the game maker that allows anyone to build games without any programming knowledge in the Sandbox uh, gaming metaverse.
0: That's amazing. So how would you actually uh, introduce Sandbox to someone who's never heard of the Sandbox game or a gaming metaverse?
1: Well, Sandbox, it's a virtual world, which is focused on gaming that provides tools for creators to make 3D assets, to monetize those 3D assets on the marketplace, by turning them into NFTs, uh, that are digital assets on the blockchain that have scarcity, rarity, um, aesthetics, and other uh, attributes, and are usable with our game maker. And uh, what's unique in Sandbox is really the idea that it's an open metaverse, it's really, Uh, decentralized by nature, all the users own the land, all the users own their content, it will be progressively over time 100% decentralized, meaning that all the content will and the currency of the platform will be in the end of the user. Who can then decide the future of the platform through the governance and the DAO? Who can decide how this virtual world is going to evolve? What are the different parameters, priorities in the roadmap, Um, content etc that will be uh, appearing in it
0: so how does the sand token actually fit into this uh, ecosystem what is the importance of the sand token
1: is the utility token of the platform it has uh, been listed it was been it has been launched in uh, last August last year even though we are already at vision for Sand token from the very beginning in our uh, white paper but we waited to have the platform ready and several tools available before we introduce Sand Sensor first as a medium of exchange so you'll be users, creators, artists, they will use sand to acquire land, acquire asset, pay for the game they play uh, and it's the economy that's circular economy that's in place between the different actors of the platform. It's also a, um, a way to participate in the governance through the DAO. So owning sand will allow you to vote in those decisions that drive the future of the platform, as I mentioned before. And it's also a way, if you're not necessarily an artist, a player, a creator uh, yourself, to uh, still participate and receive a potential uh, revenue stream from. Uh, staking sand into land, staking sand into Uniswap pools or other DeFi protocols, or uh, staking sand for receiving NFTs, for example.
0: Got it. Um, So, for example, say a user gets really interested with the ecosystem, goes ahead, and there's a a land presale, and they sign up, and they get a land. So, what is the incentive to actually hold the land long term rather than flipping it for a Quick surge in price, how can they monetize that?
1: That's a great question. So, land is really the most important NFTs out of Sandbox so far. We sold about 45% of the land in total on the map that will contain never ever any more than 166, 464 lands in total. So, each land is an NFT on the blockchain with a unique location. It can be owned by the user and it's the gateway to monetization of the platform. By owning a land, you can uh, publish on it uh, your uh, game, then you can monetize it, players can come and visit your experience or your game. If you're not a creator, you can still rent that land to other creators because there's, as you know, there is a scarcity. There's only very so few that are will be available where are there are billions of gamers, creators around the world. Um, and you'll be able to uh, a value incentive in staking, like staking in your land will be able to generate resource. Having other players play in your land can also generate resource for them, they yeah, are play to earn. So it's really a central piece of our virtual world. And uh, that's why um, so many people understand the value of land. It's very tangible. It connects with a real world, like real estate. Uh, and we now are seeing values, uh, uh, parties being involved, like uh, acquiring lands to develop them. So it's almost like uh, real real estate promoters, like trying to bring a shopping mall, an hotel, a club, uh, um, a land a theme park to develop the activities on it, to attract people and to turn them into business, all of that is coming into virtual world in sandbox where you can have like those concert places, cafe, club, yoga places, etc., yeah. as well as just traditional game. It's really exciting. And we just announced, um, well, two, two days ago, three days ago, that we had major strategic partners at Quietland, including uh, Silicon Valley investors, the Winklevoss twins, uh, founders mm-hmm. of PayPal, Ken Howery uh, or game studios, for example, which is really exciting to see. Like now, um, they are those pioneers, those innovators, as well as seeing that the presence in the metaverse is a step forward to the future, and it all starts down with land.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned about the scarcity of land, and and forty-five percent of it is already exhausted. So once that hundred percent of land is sold, what would be your main focus with the sandbox metaverse?
1: Well, we, we don't need to wait for the land to be all sold to continue building the platform, of course. So we release on a regular basis the creation tool that will enable the landowner to build great experience without with a lot of his onto their land. Uh, we're adding features such as the capacity to import NFTs, to display the NFTs from your wallet or external NFTs into your land, uh, gamification mechanics, ways to have better control, camera, visual effect as well for those who are interested in creating games on on their land. We're also preparing to open that metaverse to the public progressively. So the launch of the Alpha version is upcoming. We're expecting it for May. We'll be making announcements soon and uh, we're building the systems behind. It will be a first taste for everyone to see what we're aiming for in, in play to earn. Of course, that vision will be improved over the next two, one, two, three, 10 years. Huh? But the first version, an alpha, so the first test, but yeah. it's going out to be exciting and it's putting in place the systems that will be made available to all landowners in terms of like how uh, to enable access to your land with an NFT or for anyone, how to monetize your land concretely, how to build a reward for your lands. Uh, and and that I think, will be quite exciting.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned a really interesting point about uh, different industries getting into the metaverse as well. Um, If someone sees a virtual world, they probably think it's just for gaming individuals. But do you see the potential of big companies acquiring virtual land for marketing purposes going forward as well?
1: I think it's interesting, but it shouldn't be considered just for marketing. Like Sandbox is a platform. In the same manner that you can see Facebook, TikTok, uh, the App Store as platform as well. What do you do when you join a platform? You just sit there basically. You have a strategy, a long-term strategy on publishing content on that platform. So what are we going to add in terms of content? What are the users and the audience expecting? How do we engage in a meaningful way with our audience on that platform? So if you just use land to put a logo there and be gone, your land will not uh, appreciate in value. We will not build a community of users around it. It will be quite empty and boring. Whereas other actors will leverage the platform much better than you do. They will understand the tools. They will drive uh, their audience uh, there to interact in a novel manner with a community first approach, creating content that Um, that allows interaction, like, for example, in Sandbox, one of the primary interactions for communities is the user-generated content aspect. The fact that when we have IPs and brands like Atari, Holocausto Tycoon, Shaun the Ship, Care Bears, the Smurf, and more, uh, having a presence in Sandbox, they first offer NFTs to the users so they can create games with their brands, which is, already a strong added value that you do not find anywhere else like you cannot create your own smurf game or your own um atari games out there but now like you can get those game assets you can play with them you can create your own adventure stories etc and then there will be more content available and there will be a social hub where you can interact uh with other users in the place that and the brands you love so that's I think one of the many right approach that uh, the Metaverse enables.
0: The alpha release of the gaming platform, which is coming soon. Um, what other pockets of value will it unlock for the ecosystem? How big will this be for the whole project?
1: Well, there's be been several uh, main milestones that's been coming to to be released on Sandbox. We launched recently the marketplace beta. It was a beta, so it's going to continue evolving. We're adding uh, more features to it. We're going to facilitate the possibility of users to acquire more NFTs uh, one by one, to to implement a layer two probably, to even increase the transaction speed and uh, uh, the facilitate the, the transaction among the users. We're going to, Release the alpha, then progressively release more seasons for players, release more social hubs, and it open progressively the metaverse, so anyone can publish on their land, and take it from there. The next year, probably work on the mobile version, then once we have enough audience that uh, will be interested for this particular platform, and continue to upgrade the tools for creators to make better experience, to make more live performance as well and so on
0: let's talk a bit about some comparatives with uh, sandbox so as we know minecraft has over 120 million active users roblox has over 160 million active users and roblox is actually valued at over 40 billion dollars and sandbox on the other hand is only at 420 million is this your main competition I would say
1: those are good benchmark indeed. Minecraft, Roblox are closed economy uh, virtual world metaverses. What you create there, the users do not own it. The users cannot transfer it out. So, we we aren't really seeing the economic potential of opening and enabling the free trade of goods, free trade of services that then can happen based on the ownership thanks to the NFTs. Uh, some might think that based on the numbers and indeed based on the recent Roblox IPO uh, that you that very recently happened and all the understanding in the media and to the mainstream that uh, people uh, acquired through what is user-generated content and what does it mean to create. Now, um, I, I do think there's a lot of potential uh, with Sandbox and, and um i encourage to follow you to follow what we are doing on social media on uh, check sandbox.game join our medium and and, uh, different social media channels telegram discord to learn more and and see if you feel like the value proposal of sandbox to be more like an adult oriented uh, virtual world with brands with nfts with the monetization that's already happening like Artists are making a revenue and living on selling their NFTs on our marketplace. The foundation is supporting game creators, even though we before we launch it, etc. And it's something that you can project uh, over a long term, like the next decade, etc.
0: Apart from Sandbox, there's Engine, Decentraland, a lot of new NFT players in the game. So in your opinion, do you think multiple NFT metaverses can coexist?
1: Absolutely. I think it's great that there's a lot of diversity around the NFT metaverse. I'm not a big fan of one one rules all kind of approach here. Like, I do believe that there will be a lot of niches, audiences that focus here. I'm here on this metaverse because it's better for fashion, it's better for uh, socializing, for virtual uh, crypto art galleries. But I'm more here for this one because they are better at play to earn and gaming and so on. So a lot of diversity, but with the use of the blockchain and NFT, we can see already the interoperability. So the thing I own and I bought on this one, I can bring and use as well on this other one. My avatar will be my passport to travel across all those different uh, metaverses. And and that's on the contrary, that's the demonstration of the benefit of blockchain. If there was only one giant metaverse that rules them all and no order, it would be hard to justify why it would be decentralized because it would be just concentrated in one single entity at the end of the day.
0: Within uh, five years, Sandbox will be 100% decentralized. So you and your team, you've done amazingly well over the last decade to bring Sandbox up to this level. So once it's decentralized, how, how do you control and guide through the rest of the years?
1: Well, the idea is like we will no longer control or guide. We will just become an actor among uh, the community that contributes, like other uh, community members, creators, etc. Will be supported by the community, and the fact that the community is engaging on the platform. For example, transaction fees on the marketplace, transaction fees on games will keep some sand coming back to the com- uh, company to develop and update game maker tool, et cetera. We we can still imagine that over the next decade, we open source all the tools and even the community participate in building the tools by themselves in sandbox. And uh, it could be a great demonstration of full decentralization when uh, the companies that still at the beginning, try to set direction, validate and uh, and set a certain quality standard for the content after step backs, and it becomes really full user generated content, fully governed by the users, and we are no longer the the captain on the chip, you know?
0: You've seen many public figures step up the NFT game as well. Do you have any interesting collaborations with public figures?
1: Yes. (laughs) You you just had uh, last week some... uh, some names that have been announced, like there's the Vinkelvoss, uh, Tyler and Cameron from Gemini. There's uh, Avenged Sevenfold, which is a, a gr- Emmy award-winning heavy metal group that's uh, present in our metaverse. You can expect more and more uh, music artists, group, bands, uh, celebrities, uh, entertainment IPs. Just take a little time, but it takes less time thanks to the acceleration we've seen over the past few months and some of them already stepping up, doing uh, NFT, uh, creating NFT, doing those NFT sales. We just want to make sure when we work with them that, uh, as I mentioned before, we have this vision of, um, they have this vision, they have this strategy of what does it mean for them as a brand to be into our metaverse or it's not just we do one NFT sale and be gone, but it's like, okay, how do we continuously provide value for our community? How do we continuously engage with the people who support us, the fans, who the one who collects with us, and what utility do we give them, we give to them to the content they acquire from us? Is it just something they keep and slips in a wallet, or is it something they can use as an avatar, as wearable, that they can create games and adventures and story with it, that they can expand and connect better with us. And, and I think that it's probably the latter. And Sandbox is one of the only places that offer that at the moment.
0: Back in 2017, when, when you had this grand vision for Sandbox, did you ever imagine NFTs to reach mass adoption this soon and at this level?
1: It's something in the, we've been always I've been working three years with the team on sandbox and as a president of Blockchain Game Alliance as expanding knowledge in the space so we knew it was coming and, and we're glad that well, I, we were expecting it to come earlier actually so we're glad that it is here now it's a lot of under, just better understanding it should be for the right reasons hopefully we continue to push like what what could be right use case so it's not just something that's going to fade away but something that just starts and builds upon to new levels um, by by leveraging the fact that we're just scratching the surface of what the utility of those NFTs, what are the use case behind for those NFTs and how uh, the brands uh, that engage with them offer value for them. Yes, it's very exciting, and we are glad that we've been going through the hard time. So now we are accelerating during the good times.
0: So in the future, do you ever see VR hardware such as Oculus uh, integrating with metaverses such as Sandbox?
1: I think it can be interesting if users want it, the, the user, the community build themselves this kind of integration. Our goal is not necessarily to restrict the access uh, to a certain way to enjoy, like virtual reality is great. There are some metaverses that actually specialize in virtual reality. We chose not to, like we chose our specialty to be gaming already and and to to broaden the spectrum rather than uh, for the moment uh, reduce it. But as I mentioned, like it's great that there's things for all tastes, like there's place where you can really feel maximum of immersion into the world. Whereas in Sandbox, you can still feel like I'm in the real world, I'm in the virtual world. Uh, I can see myself, I don't need to be in, I don't need to be at the same time, the, the two, so the, the, the two avatars, the two entities. I, I can be actually two separate and, and still live on the separate experience. Uh, that's, that's an interesting take as well. So I can talk with you, but at the same time, I could move my avatar and chat and be that other person and it's not ambivalent. Whereas in some other, if I'm immersed, I need to be both at the same time.
0: Yeah, One of the other uh, questions some people might have with metaverses is the gaming metaverses, they mostly appeal to the younger generation, Gen Z, mostly Gen Z. So how does gaming metaverses plan on to keep that demand coming even as they age?
1: I think it's uh, it's becoming more and more natural for this new generation to actually project themselves into virtual world. They're already accustomed to owning digital assets more than physical ones because they've yeah. been growing to in app purchase mobile gaming, essentially. So they didn't have this culture of value is only into physical things that I can touch. But uh, this project, this uh, uh, vision, this, um, understanding that value is more in what you show, what you own, and, and that it can be only fully digital. So I, I think it's going to be accelerating over the next decade on the opposite way because that, uh, that generation that I would call digitally native is coming from mm-hmm. like Baby, child using <laughs> baby and children <laughs> iPads. using iPads. Like yeah. it's already fifteen years ago. I can't realize. Wow! <laughs> to wow! I'm ready to start experience. I'm ready to work to get my first job, to 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 actually play video games as an as an earning. And it's becoming more yeah. and more widely accepted as well. It's a big big uh, cultural shift around it that. I think it is going is moving all into that direction that the the virtual world economies will be outgrowing the physical world economy.
0: Right. So, what are some exciting features, sandbox token holders, and people in the ecosystem can look forward to in the next few years?
1: We we alluded a little bit to some of them uh, as I mentioned before, like new release of the game maker, uh, the fact that they will be able to play in mobile uh, in the next few years as well. The uh, opening uh, of the metaverse with season, with uh, different play to earn mechanism where it's not just about playing, it's also about creating. So you spend time and the time you spend is actually transformed into resource, it can be NFTs, can be token that you receive as reward for your contribution to the platform and then can decide to keep or sell converting it into that revenue stream. That, uh, then keeping to build uh, the different type of experience that match uh, with like more like live concert, live shows, et cetera, the expectation of the audience and uh, moving forward, proving more and more, um, listen sure so the tools that support the decentralization and keeping the platform open. So putting in place DAOs, putting in place mechanisms for voting, putting in place running, all of that via smart contract, So it can be auto, um, become more autonomous autonomous in the way like it will be governed. Those are the key systems that are still to, to, uh, in the work and to be put in place in our metaverse. Uh,
0: Virtual worlds are still in the early innings. Going forward, what new innovative jobs do you think will be created thanks to the metaverse?
1: Oh yes, well I think like we've already seen like Second Life, Runescape, uh, World of Warcraft, those are virtual world that are 20, 25 years old and still active so sandbox is just in infancy uh, in at three years old. I can already project sandbox over the next 10, 20 plus years and it will be a different sandbox than what it is now of course with the evolution of technology, what people will do and with the built-in governance, politics it could become a bit more political, people will join guilds and and DAOs and and how games are published and made on the platform will change a lot from what we're seeing now in this infancy period. Um, I'm seeing all sorts of digital jobs already happening. We have like architects of worlds that are building the foundation, the ground, the, the, the terrain structure. We are seeing artists who are designing the content for the game creator and they are putting those content on sale on the NFT marketplace. Beta we launched last week. We're seeing like uh, fashion designers, virtual fashion designers. They're creating wearables, unique wearables, like virtual sneakers, like Artifact Studios, custom avatars, etc. cetera, for, uh, for the players and the creators in our world. And then beyond it, we'll go further. Like we'll have content curators, tour guides, people who are here to tell you the story, people who are here to train you to be be trainers, to become a better player, a better creator, and so optimize your efficiency. We're seeing like guilds, guild runners that essentially are um, training people to play, to maximize the outcome um, they collect they play to earn. We're already seeing it with partners like Yield, Yield Games, for example, and and share the revenue that as a guild. So probably being multiple into a group, this decentralized group will be more efficient than just working on your own in this decentralized virtual world. And I think it makes sense. Um, yeah, just scratching the surface here. So many possibilities, yeah. Yeah. Right?
0: Uh, yeah, to all the kids that are listening to this, good luck explaining that to your parents. <laughs> <laughs> So, Sebastian, how can people get involved with the community and connect with you to learn more about the platform? And actually, more than just learning about the platform, how can they be an active part of the community?
1: Well, the, the Discord, Telegram are the best place to start. Like, you'll meet and mingle there with a lot of uh, creators and artists who use Sandbox on a daily basis now following us on Twitter, we're really happy to just pass the 100,000 followers. That's also a great way to stay up to date. Uh, Owning a land, owning an NFT asset, that's the first step. Like, why would you buy this now? Well, for the learning curve, like once you start owning that asset, buying it, you you get that the click like, yes, I can buy something with my own currency. I can buy something that's worth just a few cents, a few dollars or potentially I can, because I own my private key, I own that my wallet, I can then build and own things that are worth in the tens of thousands, in the, thousand, the hundreds of thousand, and potentially more as well in the future. So build all that futures uh, even friction, might be friction at the beginning still, but friction is knowledge and the very few that decide to move that little barrier forward, I think they're all convinced about the value proposition. You'll never, you'll not find a lot of people that say, I don't see the utility, I don't see the purpose or the vision behind.
0: Thank you, Sebastian, for your time.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for this interview and uh, hope to share some news on a regular basis about how Sandbox evolved. So we'll speak again.
0: Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you learned something new from it. And if you found some value from this episode, Please make sure to like, comment, subscribe and most importantly share it with someone you know. Have an awesome day and take care.